0: shakytown radio hour is on the air i'm Brody foster hubbard
1: i'm libby ward
0: i'm bob schreider gene george who knows where he is he's not at this table
2: yesterday he said he was prospecting oh okay i don't know if that's for gold or so interns i
1: thought he was shanghaied by his children
0: shanghai surprise yes that was an 80s movie you know who likes 80s movies Everybody, but especially, but especially my friend,
1: our special guest,
0: Allison Krumviti.
3: Krumwitty, but shoot, wait, <laughs> I did it the German way.
0: Yeah. Okay, sorry. Can you just do the whole thing in German?
3: No. Oh ja.
0: Krumviti is the only German I know.
3: other than like Guten Tag and so. Mm-hmm.
0: And sausage, that's a (laughs)
4: German
3: word. It's gotta be. Ready? Schnitzel.
0: Schnitzel. Schnitzel is. (laughs) Fraudline. Yes. I actually wrote a song, No Frown Lines for (laughs) Fraudline.
3: That's from Sound of Music. That's all I. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: How are you doing, Allison?
3: I'm good. How are you? Good.
0: I met Allison at LA Zine Fest 2012. Uh, And then we talked more at Shelf Life Mm 2, which was at USC.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that was, um, and you were tabling, actually, you've, you've tabled all the events uh, with Britt yeah. Sanders. Yeah, And there
3: uh, were a few that we haven't been, but it was really <laughs> weird not being with her, and I would text her just like, I'm with someone that I don't know, it's a stranger, <laughs> and I can't vent to them, <laughs> and they're talking to me, and they're old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, your work is, uh, you do... Uh, paintings and needlepoint and all these great things illustration what you generally have available when you're tabling mm-hmm. um, are our zines and prints and things like that yeah and uh, they run the the pop culture gauntlet
3: yeah.
0: I suppose from from aliens to pretty uh, boys from pretty
3: boys yeah <laughs> so monsters the pretty thing that's that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, Pretty and boy when,
3: aliens? Are there any of those? Are there any
1: especially handsome aliens? Oh,
0: yeah, especially right.
3: Specially handsome aliens? Hmm.
0: What about Red the boy Red who Red. could fly? I guess that was more of yeah, superpower. Or
3: there is that Earth Girls are Easy, like Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Jim Carrey thing. Oh, yeah. But I haven't done a piece about that yet, but yeah.
2: yeah I <laughs> don't think there's a pretty boy in that mix. <laughs> <laughs> Damon Waynes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> Damon Waynes Jr. is like a, a clone yeah. of Damon Wayans Oh, yeah, and it's
3: Jr. weird that his dad that I just think is so young still is he I'm like, that's you have a you have a kid that (laughs) okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um so you grew up in Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. That's where you lay your head at night. Or, you know, if it's been a really fun time morning.
3: (laughs) If you're going to Vegas, you pass it. Right. yeah, if you're watching Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny might make a reference to it, but <laughs>
1: that's just because Bugs Bunny, like me, likes saying Rancho Cucamonga.
3: Rancho Cucamonga, or like uh, the Simpsons. I think they made a joke once of like cities with funny names, and they're like Seattle, Rancho Cucamonga, and it was like someone said her name, but
0: the the famous <laughs> Beach Boys song, the little lady from. Rancho Cucamonga?
4: Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah was that
2: ever a cool thing when you were a kid and you were watching, like, Buck's Bunny and they are like, this is where we live? Like, <laughs> Did it ever seem like like they were just it, like, there was a street somewhere in the neighborhood where they were hanging out, like, <laughs> like totally shaking animals area. to drop on each other? I
3: know. Yeah, when I was little, like, I felt like the whole world was Rancho Cucamonga, so I would just be like, that's totally normal. And then you get older and you're like, wait, this is, because especially going to, like, art center in Pasadena and nobody knows what Rancho Cucamonga is except like the two other people that are from Rancho where we kind of bond because of that but everybody's like where do you there's a does the freeway go that far and I'm like I don't live in Timbuktu I live in Rancho it's on the 210 they're just like that's so
1: <laughs> I thought Timbuktu and Rancho Cucamonga were the same place.
3: Oh no, that's Fontana and Timbuktu. They're probably <laughs> on the part. but or people know Fontana, and I'm like,
1: really? Oh, I thought <laughs> you it was know? the same as like Insta- Istanbul and Constantinople. But, yeah, like, not not
3: yet. They're changing changing things around politically. Well, maybe if you if you think of how like some people in Ranch Cucamonga... like people outside, don't understand. But it's like there's three cities, to Rancho Cucamonga cities in quotation marks, because. It used to be Cucamonga, Altaloma, and Anawanda. And um, like in the 70s, it all combined to Rancho Cucamonga. But when I went to school, Altaloma, they're like, I live in Altaloma. And I'm like, You live in Rancho Cucamonga. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not but pe- there's people, if you say like what area you live in, and you'll know exactly like what area they're like, Oh, you're from.
1: Oh, okay, that's, that's all new geographic information. Yeah. Have Just there,
3: in case you need to know.
2: Have there <laughs> been subsequent efforts? lately to sort of make it make other cities out of it um, that's a big thing that's happening all around los angeles like all over the Fernando <laughs> Valley. it's like oh no i don't live in van nuys i'm in valley village
3: it's, it's oh yeah like um in fontana especially there's an area that they call northern fontana which is the new Rancho of i'm like no it's still fontana stop it you're in fontana <laughs> i'm just like no it's technically it looks like rancho no.
2: <laughs> you think the great realtor trick when land doesn't sell that much is yeah. just even if there's no water around it to put a lake after its name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Burbank Lake. Wow. It's exciting.
0: I always wondered about Toluca Lake, like if that's where that sprang from. Because Toluca Lake is just some corner of Sherman Oaks, right? Right. I don't know. I You
2: guys are... It's like Sherman Oaks to Burbank.
0: Sure, yeah. Sort of. Libby and Bob and, and, and Gina, for that matter, are more, like, in the North Hollywood, Burbank, you know, the Valley area. I'm, like, Valley and Jason. No, a, I don't live in North close.
1: Hollywood. I live in the NoHo Arts District. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. i right the city of NoHo Arts
3: District. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I didn't know any of these phrases until I went to Art Center. And I was just like, yeah. it's all Los Angeles to me. And people are like, I live in Silver Lake. I live in I live in Eagle Rock. I live in blah blah blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> What? I thought this was all the same. Why is there different names? Where's Silver Lake? Oh, Los Angeles. Okay.
2: Got Which you. really messes with you when you move here because mm-hmm. then you're trying to you're putting like city in your GPS and there's no GPS settings for like pretentious <laughs> names that parts <laughs> of your city were given by people who didn't want to just say, I live in LA. I live in L.A.,
1: yeah. I want to actually um, shamelessly plug a show that happens to be relevant to what we're chatting about, um, Second City, which we talk about a lot, mm-hmm. which is an amazing improv theater. Yeah. Um, their Friday night showcase that's going on right now, and this is why it's especially shameless, is because my boyfriend plays piano, He's the musical director for the Friday night showcase, but it's an L.A.-centric show and they have a song specifically about <laughs> this about like all the neighborhoods of silver or of um la yeah, yeah. like noho ho etc and like what's wrong with them all <laughs> um so if you want to go hear people sing about it second city on friday nights at eight
2: i'm not ashamed to ask but is that every friday and for how long it is
1: every friday and it's for at least eight more weeks and then we'll see if they uh get an a, extended run um. Yeah, so you should awesome. come with me. Come Very with me, cool. friends. Cool. And for
2: people who are listening, can they go to our website and find a link to that?
1: I'm sure they can.
2: By the time <laughs> oh, everybody to stares this. at Brody, it's <laughs> like, will there be? <laughs> a,
1: will there be a link Brody? I'm sure there will yeah. be. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that reminds me because I did want to front load the this episode with some plugs because uh, they're relevant actually to multiple people at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one uh, I want to will be the, the soonest, uh, and that is at. Co-op 28, Handmade and Vintage Design. Bob, why don't you tell
2: us a little bit more about that event? Okay. Tell us, Bob. Well, I am going to be hosting a night of storytelling with some wonderful writers and comics um, I'm really excited about. It. It's on March 28th. We'll probably, we're going to start having people at around 6 and probably start storytelling around 7 to 7.30. Um. I knew this was a thing, but I'm putting it
0: on my calendar right this minute. It's uh, there's Dylan Brody, Melinda Hill, Mike Hudson, uh, Ron Babcock, who's been on Mm -hmm. the show. Uh, Will be the boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike Postalovans. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, Mike Post hasn't been on the show, but we know Mike. You know Mike better than I do. But I've been to Mike's home. Uh, I did a show in his home. Yes. It was pretty Uh, funny. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie Pilcher. Um, you know Lizzie Pilcher. Yeah,
1: we know Lizzie Pilcher
0: and some guy named Brody is telling a story.
1: We <laughs> you know that guy too. He's yeah. great.
0: Davy yep. McPherson. So, and it's a benefit for Sante Dior. If you've ever heard me talk about Henrietta, the dog, uh, the dog came from Sante Dior, the animal rescue. So this will also benefit uh, Sante Dior. So all good things all around. So come to that. And it's a free show on a Thursday, March twenty eighth, seven thirty.
1: Yeah. In my calendar, I'm writing it down as Bob's storytelling extravaganza <laughs> of awesomeness. Wow. Um, yeah.
0: Now, a month after that, Saturday, April 27th, first annual Claremont Zine Fest. Uh, this is, uh, from 1 to 5 p.m., Pitzer College, Grove House. <laughs> Allison will be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will be there. I will actually be splitting a, a table with Bianca Berrigan, who you've heard on the show before.
3: Who we also love. Yes.
0: Um, we will. So, yeah, we'll all be there. Oh, yeah. You should come hang out with us and look at our zines. Um, and probably more information as we get closer to that. And uh, then down the line in May, we'll be talking about a Riverside DIY Print Fest. Have you made it out to that one? Before?
3: No, I haven't but I, yeah, I can make it to Riverside <laughs> yes
0: come hang out in Riverside with us um, so but that's not till May so we'll talk about it more later right now we're gonna talk about uh, some of the events you've been doing um, and some of the places where your work has been seen because you're, you're everywhere you're in Bust
1: and bus. you have Playboy coming um, up that I should put on my calendar while we're anything discussing coming future
3: up? events um, I'm gonna have work at a uh, the and Galleries. There's a, H- a Hannah Barbera show that's coming up that awesome. I'm gonna have work in, and then um, and I recently did work for GQ and Seattle Weekly. So mm-hmm. those are recent editorial things I did. But um, yeah, it's pretty much like trying to kind of prepare things for. Like I have an Etsy shop that I have to like constantly watch, and um, sorry for anybody who's received a late order, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and just kind of trying to like I've been trying to work on like promotional items as well for myself that it's just kind of pushing myself out there right now like it's 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 an interesting world just trying to is be the, the t-shirt thing new mm-hmm. to you Uh, no like
0: I said the t-shirt because the t-shirt she had I mean she's got E.T. Han and Leia Um, I, my favorite is the you are my density yeah. shirt <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I back to the future
3: ever since like I was in high school I've always wanted to silk screen shirts like it was always a really big experiment to me and I was doing it so horribly when I was in high school I was like cutting out stencils and that's how I was printing them and then um my senior year there was an ROP class for uh, silk screen so I took it and um then when I was at art center there was a printmaking class and it was kind of like the teacher looked at me he's like you can you you've done this before like you don't look like you're lost in this and I was like yeah I feel comfortable doing silk screen and then I got the trusty you do machine which is like my baby very very heavy baby <laughs> and, and um just kind of at my studio just printing hordes of t-shirts and it's silk screening is just really just fun and almost like second nature, like how drawing and painting is for me so trying to teach people how to do it is always fun like Brit was at my studio the thing two days before LA Zine Fest, and she's like, how do I? Cause she had a UD for like a year or so. She's like, how do I print with this? <laughs> and so I, I have her come over, and I show her how to like put emulsion onto the screen. And um, we were um, using her machine to kind of shoot the image onto it. And it's, it's to me, it's just really fun, silk screening. And um, I wish I had the funds to like have the full get-go, of, like huge exposure tables and everything but yeah. in time <laughs> but the U do does really well right now and um, yeah it's I, I find it really fun and um, when it's like I'm not doing that or painting or drawing it's it's weird when I'm not doing any of that yeah.
1: I appreciate that you use the phrase, I'm printing hordes of t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> this leads me to believe that in the night your t-shirts may turn on
4: you.
3: Yes, exactly. No, there are some times where, because the only place I can lay them down is on my very nice clean ground, mm-hmm. but I lay them on there and I had to let them dry before LA Zine Fest and I printed like 40 something shirts for this. Mm-hmm. And I left them in there, and the next day I had to come inside, and they're just everywhere. I'm like, oh, there's no walking space in my studio. And okay, so it's just like slowly picking them up. And yeah, it it can get a little overwhelming when I print a lot of them or if I have a lot of orders. um, And it depends on like the size of the shirts or the objects that people want me to print on. Like I've had people ask for pillowcases, and I'm just like, okay, this is an experiment for us. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's bags, every kind of thing that you can print on. So you do cool. custom
1: orders, too, on your yeah. Etsy shop.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's it's kind of... I don't want to feel like I'm... Like, I don't have the custom orders, obviously, on there, but if somebody asks me, like, can you print this on like, a kid's shirt or a onesie or a bag or a pillowcase, it's just like, okay, I can, I can print on anything as long as it's a fabric material, <laughs> so... Now Etsy, which I also have an Etsy
1: store, yeah. Sneaky Varma Etsy store. Etsy is my favorite website, probably in the world. Mm-hmm. Practically everything I buy as a gift and everything I buy for myself, I find from someone amazing on yeah. Etsy. Oh yeah. Will you tell everybody else all about what Etsy is and why it is so super amazing?
3: It's it's pretty much. Um, I'm like I just always think of it as this website where it's like if you need something. You just search, and it's probably there. Like, oh, I'm watching Lost. Is there anything Daniel Faraday related? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, it's so, like, you have self-made things. You have vintage things. It's its pretty much like can't Caboodle of, like, DIY or anything where it's, like, you don't want to go on Etsy. You don't want to go on Amazon. You want to find something from the actual seller. And I feel like it's such a more personal thing because for me, especially making the object Mm -hmm. and sending it to the people instead of making like this mass production from somewhere else and just like not even touching it. I feel like it's much more of a personal story. Yeah,
1: it's very personal. It's a giant online marketplace for individual sellers. So yeah. everyone has a store yeah. and they're all... Um, and what's the name of your store?
3: Uh, it's just Alison Crumwood. It's just my name. So Excellent. Well, yeah. that's easy to find. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So everybody has a store. I will favorite yours shortly. Oh,
3: yes. Yeah. So and um, I'll favorite you back. <laughs> I keep
1: a giant database on my Etsy mm-hmm. um, page of my favorites. And some of them are things that like I probably won't buy because they're <laughs> either really expensive or yeah. they're fabulous hats with like sailing ships on top exactly. of them that I just... Probably won't wear to the yeah. the shop because I'm not at that level of eccentricity yet. Yeah, but um, but I have a, loads of just fabulous things that people have taken the time to create and that I just love to look at. And oh, then yeah. when I have funds available, yeah. I get to buy oh, yeah, them exactly.
0: And and Bob, word to the wise, jewelry and accessory for the for the lady friends.
2: Yeah, it's good good site. Okay. It's I,
1: perfect because.
2: Yeah, I love. I've got some great things on Etsy, and what's always so satisfying to me is that we are, you know, like a collective of tiny island dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so great, like, to be able to be, like, I want to not only can I have what I want, but I can give money to somebody who, at some point in their life, took the time to paint gray paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just the greatest way to like reward
1: fucked up like-minded people. (laughs) Way to go, man. You can order your custom, like, every item is so unique. You can order your custom Johnny Depp screen pillowcase from Allison. Yes, exactly. Or no one else in the world has. Any River
3: Phoenix things. That's the one thing that people always, it's, they get really excited about River Phoenix. Especially at LA Zine Fest, I always find, like, the, like, those river phoenix fans like they just they find me and you just see their face like wait a second <laughs> like someone emailed me because they bought they had like a really crappy day and they bought or found a river phoenix scene and they bought it and they took a picture of themselves with it and they're just like this made my day it's a river phoenix scene and i'm just like oh awesome <laughs> i <I'm> just like <laughs> that's so because cr- to me it's just i felt so like especially like some items you feel are so personal and you find other people they're just as crazy and obsessed about them as you are and mm-hmm. you're just like there are other people it's just <laughs> I have to find them but no it's especially with the topic like Raven Phoenix where it's just so people who buy it like there's a reason or like they're the ones who always send me a message on Etsy just like this is you, you don't even understand. Like, this is amazing. I'm just like, okay, cool. Granted, I feel the same way when I see River Phoenix things. It's like, and I'm buying this. I'm probably going to go poor from this, but I need to have this. So I understand when, um, I, especially like Etsy can be very dangerous for me because I'm just like, if I yeah. search and I'm like, I need to buy all of this now. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's really awesome the people you meet, especially through a site like Etsy. And mm-hmm. Everybody's similar interests and the things they buy from you. And then some people where it's just like, especially E.T., which I always felt was just, like, everybody loved E.T., but I didn't realize how much so many, so many people love E.T., and, like, they want their kids to love E.T., and they're like, it's for my kid's birthday, it's for this. And I'm just like, like, this kid, you, you I don't even know if you were born when this, like, I was like... <laughs> And so it's it's just crazy, like, the different generations that are bringing things that I've, I grew up with, and they're putting their kids into shirts with E.T. or Back to yeah. the Future. Royal Tenenbaums, too. I made a onesie for that, and I was just like, <laughs> okay.
0: Now, wh- wow. which Tenenbaum was on the onesie? Um,
3: Margot and Richie.
0: Okay. Oh, this is part of the yeah. uh, series with it's It's kissing couples, yeah. basically.
3: Yeah. It was, it was originally based off of after I graduated and I was making promotional items I was like I need to make promo items that are close to me not just like forced things that will grab the attention of somebody because it's edgy or cool and I'm just like I want to kind of give them something that's a part of me and making this like collection of postcards that are like almost valentines at the time because I sent them during Valentine's season but they're still like a universal pack where it's these movies movie couples and Um, people just really love them especially the Royal Tenenbaums that's like the highest selling thing other than E.T. in my shop (laughs) I'm just like that's so crazy to me but it's but it's one of my favorite images that I've drawn and it's um, I don't know just how many times I've printed that it's just like this screen is gonna run out I'm gonna have to get another (laughs) like it's it's awesome though especially printing on a onesie You're just like I don't think this person's even old enough to watch this one. This is mainly for you, not the kid. But it's it's awesome putting, like, images that I find so close to myself for other people as well. And it's it's kind of... Because if I make something that I don't really understand or relate to, it's just, why am I making this kind of feeling where... Especially someone tries... I always think if you're wearing a band shirt that you don't really know the band that well, but you're like, oh, it's such a cool shirt. And then someone's like, what's your favorite album? And you're just like,
4: Uh...
3: uh and so... Get, with the work I do it's definitely like stuff that if somebody asked me a question I'd be like I can answer that
1: <laughs> I think that's something that uh artists are like for sure me as an artist struggle with all the time is that you want to be able to make money with your art yeah and so there's I always have moments of like oh I should do this thing um I was just in Hawaii for a wedding mm-hmm. and it reminded me I did some printmaking um mm-hmm. when I was living in Hawaii mm-hmm. and I was really tempted to start doing like Hawaiian beach landscapes and things, yeah. which I'm like, they're pretty, but I'm not really into them. But I really wanted to make money, and most of the people who buy art in Hawaii are tourists who want oh, yeah. to remember their trip to Oahu. Oh, yeah. Um, and my printmaking, uh, not, I won't exactly call him a teacher because I was basically just using the studio, but the yeah. guy who ran this studio sort of called me out and was like, this isn't what you do. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> And I ended up doing one of my my favorite prints that I own, which is um, I'm a little obsessed with Alice in Wonderland oh, and different okay. variations on the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always hard to, especially when you're making a living at it and you're, you have an Etsy store, yeah. to like, remember that, like oh, I can do this amazing thing that I love, and there are people out there who will find me who yeah. love it and are into it, so it's less about trying to make things that are... Marketable to the general public and more about trying to make yourself available to be found yeah. by the people who love the things that you also
2: love.
3: Oh, yeah. Because, like, um, like when it comes to promote, like my recent promo I'm doing is this thing uh, based off the term I love called. Um, it was from the 1890s, but like using it for the current 19, like not current, but um, it's called the naughty 90s, and I'm just like I love that phrase, and um, yeah. So like I'm doing this whole thing because as I'm obsessed with 80s culture, 90s culture is something that's like I grew up with that, so it's just I'm much more obsessed with just the things. Like with that, where it's just the horrible fashions. Like when people from that lived through the '80s remember the horrible fashions. I like '90s were just like everything was like metallic blue and like jelly shoes Mm -hmm. and clueless related. And um, so I'm doing all these these promo items that are based off of like horrible '90s culture, where it's (laughs) it's like late '80s early '90s culture. I'm trying to really go because like late '90s early two thousands, I felt like that can be stretched in a way where it's I'm so much more obsessed with the, like, the Nirvana, the Pearl Jam, the Courtney, like that, yeah. where it's just dirty and gross.
0: You have this great painting of, I believe, it's Kurt, Courtney and Francis outside the 1993 video Sports.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite, because <laughs> it was funny, because I did that when I was at Art Center, and it was, like, this assignment that the teacher, Aaron Smith, said, um you know, do this piece that's like three people interacting with each other. And when I was an art center, there was something I learned where it's not like, I'm not condoning this to anybody, but it's just, it's something I learned where it's just, you do what the teacher tells you, but you also do what you want to do. Yeah. And people are trying to do like Victorian age things or something where it's so told like what the teacher tells you. And I'm just like, I'm going to do Courtney Love Kirk Cobain and Francis because these are things that I want to paint I love and I did it and everybody was just like holy crap <laughs> <I'm> just like <laughs> and it's something where it's one of my favorite pieces because I felt like it was I yeah, I did it when I was in school, but I don't feel it's a school assignment because mm-hmm. it was such a piece that felt close to me and I could relate to it like because this is something I grew up with. so to me it's like, oh, it, it happens to go with the assignment that was given to me, but It was so much like I could still do without the assignment being given to me. And I just, it's one of my favorite pieces. Like, it's really heavy though. Yeah. (laughs) Because I made the wood frame from like pieces from Home Depot. (laughs) While everybody else was making like really nice wood panels or ordering really nice wood panels. Allison's at Home Depot like, can I get a 36 by 48? (laughs) And they're just like, what is this for? It's for a painting. Oh, you do paintings. Kind of like landscapes. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's the thing about living in Rancho. <laughs> They're figurative
1: work. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, perfect. Or like with her mouth just open and hanging open. My grandma's like, that's
4: nice.
1: That's well, nice. And I, I grew up in Seattle in the 90s. Oh. So I pretty much wore my boyfriend's jeans and my dad's turquoise plaid flannel shirt yeah. over a white undershirt every day from <laughs> like 1990 until... January first, two thousand. Oh wow, yeah. And I was comfortable and, and
3: fashionable for the time, but but right. uh, you look back now and you're just like mm. Yeah. I'm like,
1: and now I'm like, oh now I own clothes that fit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what, did you, what did you segue into in two thousand?
1: Um, come on. Gosh, that's a good question. Wait, wait, what happened to <laughs> <laughs> Well see in two thousand I was in college and I think that's when I finally like started realizing like, oh hey, I'm a girl. I could wear, you know, clothes that fit me like a girl, (laughs) like jeans that, you know, aren't falling off. And, um, I still probably wore an awful lot of clothes because I was still in Seattle and I was still getting wet every time I walked out the door because in Seattle, my my freshman year, it rained 92 days in a row. (laughs)
4: Um,
1: but yeah, but I definitely found clothes that actually fit me and, uh. Yeah, Le- left the grunge era behind.
0: <laughs> you know, it's weird. Um, I realized both you mm-hmm. and Francis Bean Cobain yeah. have exhibited at La Luz de oh, yeah. Gallery. Yeah, So, yeah. like, you did that painting, oh, and then yeah. years later. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's and that's what um, Matt Kennedy said. He was like, "Oh, she shown at the gallery before." I'm just like, I know. <laughs> 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 and yeah, she's someone where it's just like, um, I, I. One of those people where it's, like, if I met her, it's, like, you're younger than me, but you don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are, like, this messiah child yeah. to all of us. Where it's, it's like, you are a mixture of, like, this rock god, grunge god, and then Courtney left. <laughs> where you're just, like, <laughs> this batch crazy person that you're just, like, you're just all sorts of, I just want to be your friend. Can we just be friends? Just maybe. Just maybe get coffee. I don't know. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. yeah because I just want to talk.
2: Just <laughs> funny, because I don't think there's another one of that generation. I think, like in the generation previously, you know, you had like everything that came out of Cher, yeah, and Liza like, Minnelli, and, and
4: yeah,
2: a different, uh, you know, Brian Wilson's offspring, or you know, you had a lot of like these sort of like like branded at birth, mm-hmm. like genius musician yeah. children who really amounted to just usually being embarrassing headlines in their in their twenties. Oh the expectation yeah. <laughs>
3: heavy. Pressure is on but now we're so obsessed with um, like celebrity children that you're just like, Who's gonna actually be something or who's just gonna be this social Because like I have friends that are just obsessed with celebrity babies mm-hmm. and um, like there's Surrey Cruz who has like there's that fake blog where it's Suri's burn book. <laughs> <We're just laughs> like, oh. And it's to me it's like when you see someone like uh, Frances Bean where you kind of watched her grow up but she wasn't so much in the spotlight where she's not this, like, she's not this Lindsay Lohan type to me. No. And, um, but it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, she doesn't put herself out there where she's not like Liza minnelli Shears like, uh, Chaz Bono or um, Elijah Blue from Dead Sea. <laughs> 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 um, she's not those times where she's, like, she's wanted to pursue something, but I think she's kind of laid low because she, I think now is the head of her father's estate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which Courtney's very mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. She's one of those people where she probably doesn't have to work for ever, ever in a day in her life. And so I'm just like...
0: <laughs> Yet does art and, and yeah. you know, just yeah. puts it out there uh, anon- semi-anonymously from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, because like, I think she
3: has a secret name that she doesn't... that she goes by with her art. I can't think of it. But yeah. when she did the show at Lulu's, there was, like, another name she went by I Yeah. Believe, so only you could just do
0: that <laughs> <laughs> and that gallery is a, a great gallery i don't know oh, yeah. bob and libby if you've been yep. yet yeah i
1: haven't where
0: is it it's it's in the store called wacko it's okay. it's uh what i what i call east hollywood because what i understood <laughs> was people call it east hollywood and then i was told nobody calls it east hollywood <laughs> but uh like we're you know over on vermont yeah
3: vermont. Uh, no, it's
0: not, not Vermont. Not uh, uh,
3: It's on Samantha Hollywood. <laughs> I believe it's on Hollywood next to, like, Umami Burger. And, yeah. yeah. American Barrel. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the
0: Salvation Army or, yeah. or Goodwill or whatever. But, yeah, like, so you have Wacko, which is this great little toy store and, and bookstore.
3: Which is very hazardous if you have a wallet and you want yeah. to, you look <laughs> you at the books help. and you're just like, oh, God. Well, but your wallet has to have something in it. Yeah, so that's true. I have a, whole, I have a right. wallet, but, uh. It's you a know, dangerous place. You can't place just trade to it. No, you open it's it. Like it I you get open it. wallet? I have a car outside. It. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's an the amazing to gallery. Make though. Winds, so. <laughs> it's like listening to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's an awesome gallery, yeah. and and Matt's just an awesome person, and um, yeah, it's being part. And I had uh, my embroidered peewee piece was sold there, and that's one of those things where it's like you feel like you you. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's like I want to have visitation rights with that piece. I miss it, but at the same time, I'm like, I know it's with somebody who cares about it. <laughs> but it's like, oh, like, I di- and I never realized that piece was like, I think that piece got big on Tumblr. Like, I feel like an old lady when it comes to like online, like Tumblr stuff. And people are yeah. like, dude, that like blew up. And I'm like, what? Pee Wee? Like, okay. <laughs> and then it was sold, and I'm just like, and Matt's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm just like, ah. It, but gallery stuff is sometimes awesome to me. It, it is always awesome to me, but it's just, it's crazy, just people you don't know they buy your work and you're like, I never get to see that piece again. Yeah, well was- that's
1: <laughs> something I love about printmaking. Yeah, is you know you want to make art that's like super close to you, but then if it's the only one, <laughs> yeah, then never see. <laughs> yeah, you want you want it to have a good home. Yeah, you want to make sure it's like adopting out a a kitten or something, where you're like, wait, wait, I really want to sell this to you. I need to do a
3: background check
1: first. Because I would like my wallet not to be full of tumbleweeds.
2: But
1: I want to make sure that you're going to take really good care of it, and you're going to love it
2: forever. If you go out of town, leave me a key. I'll I'll feed
3: it, I'll give it water. (laughs) And yeah, it's, but, but Matt's an awesome person, and it's the gallery is awesome, the store is awesome. That's like, one of those things where at Art Center, it's like, I feel like everybody gets exposed to that gallery and it's, it's like, it's a big first step for a lot of people. Is like Matt comes and visits and looks at our portfolios and he just, it's really awesome being able to see somebody from, especially like for me not being from Los Angeles and like I have exhibited closer to me, but when it comes to LA, you're just like, oh my God, there's a gallery that <laughs> wants to put my work in it. This is so awesome. But it's – because, yeah, it's definitely a good step from being in, like – I mean, Pomona has a really good arts colony, and that's where I've shown before. And it's – like, I feel like that's, like, a, another home for me. Yeah. But going to L.A., it's, like, a whole nother. Do you feel very
0: removed from L.A.? Like, do you feel like this is visiting from out of town?
3: <laughs> uh, so, like, I feel really comfortable in L.A. Because I – when I was in high school and all through community college and everything, like, an art center, I would just – drive to LA because I'm like there's nothing better to do gas wasn't that much then and, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like this is great and then I went to Art Center and it was just kind of like I got a little bit tired of it because it was so much but it's like I feel really comfortable when I get to downtown LA I'm just like really angry and I just don't want to be around anybody <laughs> but when I'm in like Hollywood area see that's the thing is I always like was Los Angeles and Hollywood and then when I learned all the other cities I'm like what I just you're Hollywood or <laughs> you're <We're laughs> LA and um yeah traveling over there it's not too far it's not too bad it's just when there's traffic and you're sitting in traffic for three hours and you're just like I just want to go home (laughs) wish my car had wings (laughs) so I could (laughs) just fly to Rancho or you just wish Rancho was closer but um but it's 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 nice being out there though because then it's kind of like you're able to find a parking spot you're able to park overnight in some places (laughs) and not get a ticket and it's like I joke with my friends when they come out to Rancho they're like where do I park? I'm like you can park wherever. <laughs> Rancho lets you can park in the field over there <laughs> you can park anywhere and you're you're fine but it's and it's like growing up over there like there's things where my friends will come out and they'll just say um I'm like oh, we will go to this restaurant or this restaurant and they're just like you guys have that out here? I'm like <sighs> <laughs> yes except like when it comes to art stores like they only have like Michael's, Joann's and um Aaron yeah, Brothers, those,
1: and those are kind of a bummer to, yeah. shop, to shop for supplies. Oh
3: yeah, there's one near Cal Poly Pomona called Carpe Diem that I really like going to, but it's mm-hmm. so small and it's mainly focused towards architects uh, majors. So it's good if I need to get like ink for pens or but it but it's not really where you go for like canvases. They have them, but it's like oh right, little little itty bitty ones, but it's really nice that that's at least somewhere where it's not a michaels or in those places are good they have coupons which i take advantage of (laughs) it's it's definitely like okay if i need to get some nice things i guess i'll have to go to blick today well that's the drive so okay (laughs) you have to like save up gas money and it's one day i'll like like some people are just like why don't you live in los angeles you should really live in los angeles i'm like i really can't afford to live in los angeles right now and it's like maybe one day when I'm like my funds are able to live in an area that's so cultured, but I don't fire living in very in like ranchos like I feel like an alien out there sometimes, but it's home. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I feel comfortable driving around it and I feel comfortable being in it and it's definitely night and day compared to Los Angeles and Rancho, but it's like if you're going a big cosmopolitan area like New York per se and you come back to ranch you're just like oh my god <laughs> everything is so short out here <laughs> like, buildings have one story two stories like that's how it felt like um, when I came from New York and like my brother picked me up and we went to LA we went to in and out and I'm just like it's so crazy to be from New, like go to New York and then come back to LA and everything like that felt so big in LA is so small compared to somewhere that big and so I think that's why like I'm not too Weirded out about Los Angeles. It's just I feel a little bit more connected when it comes to just walking around, yeah. Opposed to Rancho, where um there's a Hobby Lobby. Forgot about that one. (laughs) There's Hobby Lobby now there too, and um I like I just feel because it's a very religious based store, and like I went in there with a Johnny Cash shirt where he's like flipping them off, (laughs) and I'm just like oh god, (laughs) like I feel really bad. And they kind of they're really nice, but some of them kind of like. Go away from me when I'm going through the aisles. I'm just like I'm not gonna hurt you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want. I just. I just want some paint and some glittery things. <laughs> I'm just like the rest of you.
1: Just to get this straight. <laughs> yeah.
3: There's a religious art store. This was my next question. Hobby Lobby. Yes. In yes. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, and there's one in Upland. It's mainly like a Midwest-based store, and they're starting to come out here. And it's so yeah. exciting
1: in a silly way.
3: No, the that it, it kind of epitomizes Ranch because it's a fairly conservative town as well. That's why I feel weird there sometimes because yeah. it's it was um I ha- I grew up with many many friends that were of this but I and I have nothing wrong with it but it's it's a very large Mormon community mm-hmm. and so it's it's just one of those. At so like I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we are like, from I, Phoenix, so yeah. uh,
0: Bob and I. So
3: yeah, it's very like I think it's the largest. community outside of salt lake city that's what i've heard really
0: which
1: is where i spent my first eight years
0: (laughs) Um. maybe you grew up in salt lake city for the first eight years of your life you said and then bob and i were uh, born and raised for me bob ended up there at some point in phoenix tempe area which is close to mesa which i think of as the big lds hub of the 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 the, the, the double A team for the Salt Lake City Major League Mormon <laughs> yeah. team but it's so a Rancho
3: Rancho is a very big community and and it's just like I had not until I was like when I was in elementary school like you really don't know what that stuff is when it comes to religious and things and middle school but then when it came to high school especially um, that's when it was just because like, I was in band when I was in high school so it was like the all congregate band so you're yeah. just like oh I didn't know this was a thing. So many Mormon kids were in band, and it was just like, and they are all related to each other. And so yeah. they were just like, oh, like, I didn't even think about it. And then... Um, what do you play? I was in Drumline. Hooray! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, um well, I only did a freshman and sophomore year because then that's when I really... Because I was always, I was either doing music or I was doing art, and um they just band, like, um, I did band, like, percussion for... Five six years and then just got to the point where my interests were going closer to art and I did photography as well and and it was just kind of like that mode when you're a teenager it's like staying after school it's just like I just want to go home and watch Oprah I really (laughs) don't want to be here right now and it's just everybody had different mindset than me like it, it was just like I wanted to just kind of step away from it and um then but it was good because then it really got me more focused doing artwork and my senior drawing teacher was like my inspiration to go further into college and major in drawing and painting and then further into illustration so I mean leaving band was a good thing but I mean there were some great people I met and there were some people that are just so hardcore about it (laughs) I'm just like guys it's just band (laughs) They're just like, no, wear a marching band. Allison, get it together. (laughs) I'm just like, I just, I remember going to competitions and I wouldn't wear, like, my high school. Because I was also, like, anti-school and I was in band. And they would get really mad at me because I wouldn't wear, like, school garb. And I was like, no, school's stupid. (laughs) And I'm just like, no. And it was, like, I'd wear all black and heavy makeup to competitions. And they were just like, Allison, you really need to stop that. (laughs) And I'm just like, like, the band moms would get really mad at me. And I'm just like, I just Okay. I need to get in trouble with band moms. Oh, they're bad. <laughs> like, they would. Uh, mm, those were the moms who we were just like, I remember because my brother was at football for four years when he was in high school. My parents had like a whole different breed of parents for that group. And then when my mom had to go to band meetings, she was like, oh my God, those are like the nerdiest parents. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, their children are nerdy too. <laughs> and it was just like my, and like when I got to further in high school, it was just like, I wasn't anti-high school because I was very like, I need to get it together and graduate. But it was very like, no, I'm going to not do anything after school. I'm just going to be in art clubs and then go to P where it's art classes and I leave after fifth period. And I'm just <laughs> going to go to shows and be cool. And then you graduate and you're like, oh, <laughs> let's be mature and go to college. <laughs> but it's there were some really awesome people that I met. And I remember... Like, a lot of them were just, like, maybe... Because I would draw all the time in band, and they're just, like, maybe you should go further into that. And I'm, like, where well, are you saying I suck <laughs> at this? I'm just, like... But carrying a bass drum around was definitely not that fun after a while. Because, like, I remember it would, like, fall, or, like, I would trip, and if you tripped with that on, it was just, like, no! Because <laughs> you have this, like, 30-pound thing hanging off the front of you, and you can't see things in front of you, so you're just, like, if I fall. You are all going down with me. And, yeah, and wearing a harness who's just like, I just don't want this anymore. (laughs) But, yeah, it was – but the kids in there, like, some of them were very, like, crazy in a sense. No offense to them now, but they were. And they were definitely – but the really nice ones were – the Mormon kids, so...
0: <laughs> now, before I forget this thread, mm-hmm. explain to me, this was something that you and Bob were talking about off mic. A hundred yeah. million dollar bill?
3: Oh, yeah, that's when you're sitting alone by yourself, minding your own business, and a really religious person comes up to you, and they're like, here you go, and you're like, oh... <laughs> and you look at it, and then they...
0: And it's a hundred million dollar yeah.
3: bill? Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of tells you about accepting God into your life, and <laughs> you're just like, oh, no, it's a trap. You're just like... <laughs> But it's it's definitely it, it's the like the difference between how uh, Mormons they're very like in their own bubble where it's like oh it's their religion they're not gonna force you but there are mm-hmm. people in Rancho where they'll come up to you yeah and kind of. Push you towards their direction not that there's anything wrong with religion at all it's just it's one of those where you're just like i just want to have my coffee why are you like i've had that yeah. in downtown disney as well yeah where you're just like i just was <laughs> at the i was just in a park like <laughs> <laughs> and what's interesting
1: sorry
2: 100
3: million dollar bill yeah fake 100 million dollar bill folded sadly the
2: <laughs> yeah Bob so had you had see the corner. like i had a guy actually come to my house once and rang my doorbell and I lived with my parents at the time and our house was such that people always came to the side door so if someone rang the doorbell we knew it was an outsider. (laughs) So someone rings my doorbell and and I open the door and it's a guy in like a probably like a thrift store very old suit maybe one from Sears and he just points to the ground like outside my door and I look down and there's what looks to be uh, money. He goes. Did you drop that? It's <laughs> like, well, no. But somebody that lives here must have because it's money, and this is where I fucking live. Yeah. <laughs> so I open the door to pick it up, and it's you know, it's it's the fake million dollar bill, and yet it's it's a quarter, it's it's quartered it's folded in the quarters as bills typically are and then you open it up it's like don't you wish this was real you know there's just the quarter that's facing you looks like it looks like you're mercy.
3: like yes I do
1: it's
2: just you open you it up, it's like <laughs> yeah Satan's got a lot of tricks he's gonna fuck you up he's hiding in a tree he's gonna make you gay yeah. um, and I just was, I was just sort of like wow this is a really like elaborate ruse yeah for for you to you know to use this like it's you must have been at the pond. like the, the the Hobby Lobby equivalent <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for materials. Yeah. And uh, so I looked at the guys and, and just fairly close to him and in a, in a, in a little uncomfortable distance and just said, I'm gonna get Satan to make this money real. <laughs> and went inside and shut yep. the door and just waited for him to like knock again and he never did. So. If only
3: I was able to do that, because there were so many moments where it was like, and I was always with somebody else, I get trapped
2: with them and they're right. just like, no,
3: I really want to talk about this right now. And I'm like, oh
2: God. No. You really want to talk about this right now? <laughs> What's interesting okay. to me is with the like people who come like there's the people who come up to you and talk to you about religion, they're from the most common religions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, do you know Jesus Christ? The fuck do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? i have never... You know, heard. it's like, do you know Mohammed? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, and for the record, the Jesus that saved me had a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> but Mormons, conversely, have, like, a lot of really fucked up curious things about their religion. I don't disparage it or them, but the, you would think they would be the ones coming up to you and be like, hey... Do you know we have a you know an ex- extraterrestrial planet we go to and we get to have all these wives? It's basically like a really clean orgy with no diseases. <laughs> You're like everybody what? loves you. Like wow, I want to hear more about that. Like let's, yeah, let's
3: let's let's go get some uh, caffeine decaf coffee. Which is to not talk to say that
2: Mormons don't have like a whole sort of missionary thing. Yeah. But growing up, I was friends with so many Mormons, and none of them were ever like hey, does it ever suck that you don't have decals on your underwear? Because you could. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like all those sort of like, it's, you know, like when you're young, there's so much opportunity to, to be persuaded and led and mm-hmm. converted, but no one ever took that opportunity. But, you know, conversely, all the Christians really. like, know about God's plan for you.
3: I know about my, my, my plan, um, but I don't know about God's. You're just like, but yeah, I would, like, especially rancho, like people are just definitely, they'll, come up to you and they'll just be like they'll pretty much scold you in a sense and it's like this is all because i like believe in dinosaurs and i remember i said that because they were lecturing me and i was like what about the dinosaurs like all angry and like walked away what about the television
0: (laughs) show dinosaurs i know
3: right it's like you can't just say things and not like jim henson uh," just walk away like (laughs) That's just how, like, my thing will just be like, because I remember, um, because my mom grew up in Guyana, and she was raised with um, a a grandfather who converted to Christianity, and her grandmother was Hindu, like, she never converted, and I was like, yeah, my great-grandma was Hindu, and they're like, how do you feel about that? Isn't that pretty (laughs) sad? And I'm like, no, it's pretty cool, and they're just like well, it's really sad for her. And I'm just like, well, why? <laughs> like, I, and I'm just like, well, then my grandpa can be, and they're like, well, that's smart of him. And I'm just like, <laughs> you, what are you, I don't want to be here right now. But then, of course, I was with somebody who was like, no, let's talk about this. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> and, of course, like, she was my ride. So I'm like, I can't really walk away right now. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it, uh, the, it, definitely when people, like, talk about that, because it's, I'm just like, when they, ask, like, um, that's the only religion and they're just like you. You are gonna go to hell. You don't believe in that. And I'm just like, but there's other things than just that. And they're just like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, that is it. And I'm just like, it, it's kind of like the Sarah Palin, like we only existed for two thousand years. And You're like, yeah. what? Well, Arizona has a state
2: senator. I forget her name, but she 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 made. Do you know her name? This was a few years ago. Okay. But uh, she made a reference to. She was talking about how Arizona needed to start mining for uranium, <laughs> and uh, she made reference to dinosaurs being six thousand years old. <laughs> the earth being six thousand years
3: old. <laughs> you're just like, Ugh. you're kind of cringe, like, oh.
2: Yeah, we you had explained a explained so much.
3: <laughs>
0: a history of like weird politicians saying weird things.
1: Right. Right.
2: I think it's important. Isn't
1: that part of their job?
2: (laughs) uh, Say weird. But I think it's important to be prepared. Like like you were saying, like so so often when you approach those people, it's like you just didn't have an out. Yeah. So it's like so many situations, like you know, you just just like poker. It's like you know, if you see this guy does this, I need to do this. Yeah. So you know, so so much of life is about you know being prepared and having certain things loaded. So if you are approached by god wielding freaks and you don't have a good answer, (laughs) try this oh, my God, you guys, my friend is possessed. We're having an exercise. <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> just start running. And if they follow you, just keep running. Yeah,
3: because yeah, I've definitely learned from experiences where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to... Now I've learned to like divert from certain people or it's just like, no, thank you, like, no. Because, yeah, when I was younger it's just like you're just like I don't know it's like there's a person talking. It's like when you walk through like sunset and there's people that grab at you and they're like please please let right. me just and you're just like oh oh
4: oh
3: and now you're just like oh no. It's, you learn that, especially like going to New York where people are like would you like to be a part of this? You're like no. <laughs> I don't. or it's like when I went to Paris like people just go up to you like they don't even care and they'll just grab you and you're just like no Matthew and you're just, <laughs> you just have to learn to just not deal with, like, you build this bubble and that's the one thing I learned, that when you get older especially in America, you have to (laughs) to make this bubble for yourself but you go to another country and everybody's right here like, up in your face, you're just Mm -hmm. like oh, I see see that bubble thing didn't work so well with you, but... Yeah, it's always been my instinct that if I have the
1: opportunity to be on the side of the street with, like, a knife-wielding thug, or be on the side of the street with, like, a proselytizer, or someone mm -hmm. soliciting with a clipboard, like, I will take the thug every... Day of the week because at least like I feel like I know how to take that person. Yeah. <laughs> like I know what to expect. I know, you know, how to get rid of them or or otherwise, uh, and, your and, is the, empty. and yeah. my is empty already. No otherwise, regards. end the conversation. But the uh, yeah. the proselytizer, the solicitor, will just keep following you yeah. all, all
2: the way home. I found oddly that it, what really works with those people is just quoting lines from Taxi Driver, <laughs> like in a way that you're just sort of agreeing with them. You know, like if you thought about giving your life to salvation, Jesus Christ? And then you just kind of shake your head yes and say. One day a real rain will come and wash away all the filthy scum, and it's just sort of like, yeah, he gets it. I've been thinking
1: lately about seriously reciting song lyrics, being like, "Wake up in the morning light." My mother says, "When are you going to live your life right?" And uh, you know, see see how long see how long I can go before they they either no, give up on me enough. or they go, "Wait a
4: minute,
3: are you?" yeah
1: it's, have you been
4: hanging
3: out with
0: cindy Lauper? <laughs> because that, that'd be fun have, oh yeah Hang
1: yes out, they Mars. do they just want to have fun <laughs> they, they just want to have fun and they just want to
3: she has a show <laughs> that's all they really want <laughs> yeah she has a show now that I does she it, i haven't watched it yet but I it's like i it's hope it's life. called true
0: colors with cindy Lauper. No, because that'd be great
3: what is it called it's i think it's Girls just want to, It's something relating to a song she's done, obviously. It's called Sheba, the Shiba. series. <laughs> I hope
2: Captain Lou Albano Jr. is like her in <laughs> man.
1: I want to go on a, on a quick tangent with yes. you, Allison. Uh, you mentioned Seattle as a city with a funny name. Mm-hmm. You mentioned writing for Seattle Weekly. You yeah. mentioned uh, Nirvana, and this is a very loose connection. You yeah. also mentioned coffee a few times. No. <laughs> Do you have a love affair with Seattle?
3: I do like Seattle. I mean, I've been there, and it's I I especially Seattle because I always joke if you leave Seattle, it's not the same thing. Like there's other areas because um, I've been outside of Seattle, and you're just like, this is Washington, this is Washington, yeah. and then, <laughs> you get to Seattle. There's this whole different. It's kind of like Seattle Portland. It's just these mm-hmm. cold, damp areas. But I really like areas like Pike Place where it's just this huge cultural type thing and. People with huge fish everywhere <laughs> yeah. like, oh. and it's I really like it I just I've been there before and I it's one of those places where it's totally different and they, but they really don't like Californians that's what I noticed they were very like oh you're from California I uh, know there's actually
1: <laughs> there's actually a uh, a Seattle joke
4: mm-hmm. it's
1: a Texan a Californian and a Seattleite <laughs> are sitting around a campfire and the Texan uh Throws up a bottle of tequila, pulls out a gun and shoots. It. He goes, "We got plenty of tequila in Texas." And then um, the Californian throws up like a bottle of wine and shoots it and goes, "Oh yeah, we got plenty of wine in California." The Seattleite throws up a bottle of Rainier beer, pulls out his gun and shoots the Californian. So huh. we got plenty of Californians in Seattle. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big Seattle joke, about, particularly about the drivers, because
3: Seattle drivers are like,
1: so nice, they're so polite, that you will never get through a four-way stop, yeah. ever.
3: And I remember reading something, because it was like, I was so confused on why people in Washington didn't like Californians, and so I like Googled it for some mm-hmm. reason, like, why doesn't it? <laughs> and um, it was like, because Californians like... Uh, Like these, like trail mix full of nuts and bear, like what was it, fruits and nuts, and (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, like (laughs) someone put that online, like that's why I don't like California because it's full of fruits and nuts, and I'm just like, "Ah, okay, like Seattle person, (laughs) but. It's But then, like, people would say, like, Oregon doesn't like them either. But then I go to Oregon, and I'm like, I feel well, – I have family in Oregon, so I feel comfortable in Oregon. But Seattle was definitely, like, whenever I had to show my ID for something, they're like, oh, California. And I'm like, what did I do? Well, oh, well, I like everybody. Yeah. I'll
1: introduce you to my friends in Seattle. Yeah. I
3: love you. Oh, yeah. I have a friend that just moved up there. And so she was like, yeah, there's some – like, you either have, like, the hippies or you have rednecks. And, like, I just always felt – I was like – because – like Seattle, like I was, like I I was with somebody who lived in Washington, but they didn't live in Seattle. And like whenever you start saying peace signs, they're like, oh no, it's the hippies. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> and there's a really awesome vegan donut shop in Seattle, Mighty O. Like that's awesome. Because awesome. I also am huge in finding donut shops. Because <laughs> wow. like, there's Mighty O, and then like I took a, a trip when I was in Washington down to Voodoo, and then like there's. Ron Ronald, Ronalds in, in Vegas. Vegas? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's. See, I like to drive. So driving to Los Angeles isn't that bad. But I can drive to Vegas for donuts. So, I, sense,
1: I sense a new zine being being printed up yes. in the near future. Oh yes, where, where to find your vegan donuts? The donut connoisseur. Because yeah. it's it's like.
3: And for people who don't, it's in there. There's also um, Donut Man, but there's no vegan donuts there. But that's definitely, if you're like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning and I want donuts, where do I go? <laughs> well, I was, donut Man. <laughs> I was craving Top Pot recently, which mm. is a Seattle donut shop.
1: Oh. Um, it's not vegan, but um, they puree. Their own raspberry frosting, like oh, fresh wow. raspberry frosting, and they make Ovaltine lattes that are wow. delicious. Oh, that sounds awesome. They yeah, It could
2: be a friend to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob, what are your favorite donut shops? Um, well, I actually went the other day to DuPars. Do you know DuPars? No. It's on Ventura in Studio City in an impossible parking lot because there's Trader Joe's. Oh. <laughs> um, but they they make their, it's like, you know, they have a little sort of bakery there, but their donuts are like... Really these like midget pillows, they're very <laughs> thick and dense. They do like the, you know the cake and the you know, sort of traditional, but uh, they're very good. They're very. It's like it sort of reminds you of like this is probably how every donut was in the fifties. <laughs> you know, like it's obviously like that's it's sort of like you know their bakery is more like their 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 claim. That in a place that like 60-year-old people can come and order a cup of coffee and hang out for six hours. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like that a lot. Um, Randy's Donuts, if you ever have to drop mm. someone off at LAX, is always like, a great <laughs> you know, place to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I feel like and it's it's not as commonly available, but the brownies from Randy's Donuts, thanks Matt Raymond for turning me onto to that. Uh, and I'm not like a brownie guy, but mm. those are really good and worth the stuff. They don't always have them. Some days they don't even make them. Hmm. So, if they have them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, donuts are always. It. So it's a funny thing because you know, I live in North Hollywood, which is like you could. There's no place in North Hollywood. Like, if you shot me in the face anywhere in North Hollywood. I could crawl into a donut store and die there. <laughs> There's so fucking many of them. Yeah, I never see anyone just walking around like, got a donut in this hand and a donut in this hand. <laughs> <laughs> you think you fucking would. Yeah. Um,
1: well, i ugly too.
2: But as a kid, I used to, um, I had like my favorite uncle, Dick, and my Aunt Barb, also my favorite aunt, um... Their son Jeff is gonna have a birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Jeff Schreiner! <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was a donut shop near where he lived, this bakery. So sometimes so when I would spend the night there, like you just wake up in the morning, like those like spring or fall days where like you sleep with windows open, and that you know, if it were illustrated, the scent would come in these waves <laughs> <little> clouds <laughs> right into your window and into your nostrils and wake you. I must have them. <laughs> That's, That's-
1: Favorite
0: donuts? Oh, man. Um, when I'm in the Bay Area, specifically like, you know, San Jose, Campbell, uh, Los Gatos area, there's a Whole Foods that always has vegan donuts, mm. and, and those are good. I mean, I do love the Voodoo Donuts in Portland, mm-hmm. um, but I've only, you know, it's been a few years since I've got to have those. Um, before I was vegan, I always liked to like, you know, you go to... Safeway or they don't have Safeways on here it's, it's called like Bonds. Vons yes <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but
2: you know it's just like a, you know your jelly donut your you know you know what's weird I don't know if you noticed this in Phoenix and I haven't noticed it here but there was you know Winchell's which is like yeah, a oh, yeah chain, and there was some kind of weird like I actually looked it up like Yum Yum Donuts bought Winchell's but for a while in like like the late 90s and the early aughts all the Winchell's in Phoenix had to like have some weird derivation of the name mm-hmm. and they were all different so some yeah. they would just cut like the w in half and it'd be vinchels. like vinchels, vinchels. yeah <laughs> some would turn it upside down it'd be mitchels uh-huh. yeah. yep yeah, yeah. so like you would just drive around and it was like that's some sort really of like scary. weird like bizarro alternate universe where yeah. like every redhead is gonna have like you know like pixel like crinkly eyebrows like i'm yeah. just gonna drive around and look at them because they're all so fabulously fucked that's interesting. But there, yeah, there are weird. a few
1: inchles still around here, yeah. and it's my it's my nostalgic donut shop because it was our post Catholic Mass <laughs> Sunday tradition in Utah. Yeah, um, where we'd go to church and then we'd go get a dozen donuts for four of us, <laughs> two of us who were under the age of eight. So I don't know how that. I'm not sure why I was allowed to eat three donuts every Sunday, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a good consolation for having to sit through an hour's worth of Catholic mass. Right. Yeah, that's probably why you got to. That's eat three probably ones. why. So <laughs> next week three you would.
2: The
3: one donut place though that was kind of a letdown was Dunkin' Donuts. I went there when I was in the East Coast, and I was like, "This is Dunkin' Donuts." Like, oh, yeah, now yeah, that they're finally did. coming out here, which I'm like, "Huzzah!" because their coffee is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, "This is not that great." Then, like seven coffees in, you're just like, "This is the greatest thing ever." But the donuts, I was just like.
4: Okay. I think yeah, the coffee is sort of the have, big drop. So what?
3: Yeah. But they're, but the, yeah, it was like just trying. I'm like, this just tastes like something I would get at the grocery store or something. But no offense to Dunkin' Donuts, but <laughs> it was just like <laughs> no. going to places like, like Donut Man, who has like foot long donuts that you're just like, why? And you're questioning your life as you finish it. And you're just like, this, I need another. <laughs> it's like, but Duncan, you're just like, I'm good, just that one. I just don't eat anymore but I will get the largest coffee that they oh, have yes and oh. you will on
2: the street see a guy in a Patriots shirt yes stabbing someone in a Starbucks <laughs> uniform affinity, yes. <laughs> their loyalty to Dunkin Donuts is
3: they're everywhere yeah. there's like one yes. Starbucks I saw in Boston but it's like their Dunkin Donuts food, like it's everywhere <laughs> 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 I think it was founded in Boston mm-hmm. so yeah, they're just Boston like company. oh it's everywhere like they, they had, because since in Boston, like, they're building, since they're so caught up in, like, having everything just be so authentic and old. And, like, originally, the, the shops, to tell you what they sold, they would have, an, like, an icon or a symbol of what that was. So it's, like, for a coffee or tea place, there'd be a coffee cup or a kettle. And there's a place with a huge kettle, and they're like, yeah, it's Starbucks now. I'm not really proud of that. It's like, oh, okay. The black eye of the yeah. tour. Because uh, I used to work at a Starbucks, and yeah, I had black eyes, red eyes, and you're just like, do you really need that right now? It's just like, but yeah, and it's, yeah, going, and especially Starbucks and the coffee thing, Seattle, mm-hmm. there's a lot of coffee places out there. Yeah, and don't drink
1: Starbucks in Seattle yeah. because there are a million amazing independent.
3: Oh, yeah, and the little shops. stands that are everywhere. Yeah. Except, I went to the, the Pike Place, Seattle, uh, Starbucks, and um, it was like, that's kind of an annoying Starbucks to go to, because mm-hmm. everybody knows what it yeah. is, and everybody's taking a photo as they take their coffee, and you're like, I just want my coffee. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I know. Do need to picture of my coffee. Yeah.
1: If you go back to Pike Place, the mm-hmm. best coffee in Pike Place mm-hmm. is actually... Um, on pike mm-hmm. up just like a half a block up from uh where the pig and the fish throwers are mm-hmm. and it's called seattle coffee works oh. and it's
3: amazingly delicious oh that's good because yeah, the people I knew like they kept taking me to Starbucks and I'm like they're like this is the best one. I'm like they all are the same. <laughs> it's yeah, like they works. go by a recipe. It's not yeah, It's like taking
2: it's like taking someone from Naples to a subaro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the fuck do you think they're yeah. really first in like this first and pipe. Yeah.
1: And if you go to Seattle Coffee Works, they're nice. They have the punch card, you know, oh, like buy yeah, one yeah. get one free and they're nice enough to keep them in a little file folder. Oh, that's also if you're just stopping by, I'll take your punch. Mine's under W. Oh, There'll yeah. Be oh yeah Yeah. just punch it and stick it back in
2: there i do love that just abundance especially the carts. like parts of san francisco has that too but i feel like i'm just like in a marathon (laughs) where like some loved one is like hey (laughs) here's more coffee like wow (laughs) thanks loved one and i just keep on well out here everybody like
3: grips their coffee like yeah
1: (laughs) can't touch it anywhere anywhere where it's foggy or misty or rainy and yeah. cold Coffee, coffee got yeah. hot things
3: hot deliciousness
0: <laughs> coffee <laughs> yeah now you yeah. mentioned uh you used to work at starbucks are oh, you yeah. at liberty to talk about your current day job
3: oh disneyland yes, yes. i am <laughs> i love it there i mean i'm a huge disney fan and um i have no shame because it's it, it was funny because at la zine fest like there's people I went to school with that are like, Oh, so are you, are you still an illustrator? Like, you work at Disneyland, do you still? And I'm like, Yes, I still do illustrations. I actually do really nice big illustrations, and then I also go to work at night. And I, I'm like, <laughs> To me, it's like I love Disneyland so much that, and I love illustrations so much that it made sense to just. Plus, if I had an annual pass and it just got a little too pricey, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, if I work there, I still get in for free, and I get paid." And my brother works there too, so it's awesome to be able to work with people I know, and like it's it's an awesome group of people, and it's such a people don't like Disney because they're like, "Oh, it's you're working for the mouse," but I'm like, it's <laughs> it, there's really awesome people, and it's it's everybody's there pretty much. They're like a big family, and it's. I kind of compare it sometimes to being at Art Center because there are some people that really hold their seniority up high, and you're like, yeah. "You've been here a month longer than me." <laughs> Stop that. But I mean, it's and it's just people are so. And I'm in um, the custodial department where everybody's just so nice to me because I'm not the problem for anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I've done guest control where it's just like I am be like if someone has a problem that day, I am who they go to and I'm just like I don't know why you're having a bad day I'm not the reason but it's it's really it's a fun job and there's it's it's kind of weird though because there's a lot of people that were born like in 92 that I work with and I'm just like what (laughs) what and they're they but they all think I'm 18 and and so they're just like, it's kind of like I'm like there's a restart in like one part of my life where they think I'm you're you're done with college you did all that and I'm like yeah I'm not not 18 and (laughs) they're just like I totally thought you were so much younger than me. <laughs> really <laughs> you're six years older than me. I was <laughs> like, oh, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's definitely kind of makes uh, everything makes sense. like being confined in a studio and with no windows and you're just kind of by yourself for hours on hours working on something. and it's and then to me, like you would get so entrapped in like what you're doing. And then for me going to Disney, it's kind of like I'm surrounding myself by people who have nothing to do with that. So it's kind of like bring me back down to reality where it's, we're all like, I love being surrounded by artistic people, but being around people who just kind of are like, highlight of their day was getting new pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we're all normal. Because um, like, that's one of the things where when I was at art center, it's like people were so competitive and it was... It was just like this huge thing of becoming like this amazing illustrator. And I'm just like, I just want to be able to pay for my, pay my bills, yeah. get a new car. I'm just like, to me, it's it's just, I don't I don't know. Disney is something where it's like right now I need it for, like I can afford to live as an illustrator, but it's just like you never know if there's a month where, because I've learned illustrations are kind of like school where it's summer goes out. Like a lot of art directors kind of are, they use people, but it's it's kind of like you can, there's dry months and so I don't know, it's I like being at Disney and like also being an illustrator and I don't know, even though my grandma's just like, Are you gonna when are, are you gonna move over to the animation building? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like can't really just like it's transferred to a whole different part of the company. Until <laughs> all
2: the animators got stuck. Yeah. I mean yeah. John
3: Lasseter started at Disneyland. <laughs> And um, there was a lot of actors that worked at Disneyland. Steve so, Martin. Steve Martin, Kevin Costner, Robin Williams, I believe. But, well, but then it would be a question anyway of like, and I have done some
1: animation too, and I know a lot of animators, and you're really like still a cog in the machine, and mm-hmm. you want your art yeah. to suffer by being a cog in someone else's machine and not being able, like you can't show up at Disney and like... Yeah animate these amazing kissing postcards yeah um, they won't pay you for that probably yeah Yeah. no it's
3: it's definitely it's definitely a big enough company where you can't just walk in and own the place it's yeah it's it's, it's, a real shame yeah and it's funny because like people like i'll go with um they'll point at like people who draw portraits and they're like why'd you do that and i'm like actually they're hired in by like a separate company and Mm. I think they're one of the few people that work at the park that are contracted from another, like an outsource almost. And I'm like, well, they actually get paid less, and they like just sit there drawing. Like, I'd love to be an artist working. It'd be awesome to be working for Disney, but it's just like, in time, you can take steps towards that. But it's like I like being able to be an illustrator and do the separate life. It's. So like, I, I kind of joke where it's like I'm moonlighting at Disney. It's yeah. <laughs> like separate thing. But when I try to talk to them about my illustration stuff, they just don't understand it. Because I'm just like, oh, I had this job for GQ where I had to draw like 16 portraits. And they're just like, what? <laughs> what did you just have to do? Like, that's okay, artist girl. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> And... um like or I'll draw, and they're like, "What you drawing? What you, what you doing?" And I'm just like, "I'm just gonna put this away now." It's <laughs> it's, it's it draws attention because when I was an arts student, that's the one thing where it's like if someone was drawing, it was like whoop de do, everybody yeah. draws here. But at Disneyland, they're just like, I "Like that drawing you're just doing," and I'm like, "That no, that was horrible drawing. Just don't look at my." <laughs> but it's yeah, it, it definitely brings me back down to reality where it's like not everybody is an artist, not everybody does the same thing, and. I have to remind myself that I surround myself by people who are artists, and I think that's Mm -hmm. something you need. But you also need to be around people who have different things going on in their life, so you kind of feel like a normal human being. Because, like my brother and his girlfriend, they they kind of understand what I do, and they'll like my brother is the reason I got into art, and he's like my biggest inspiration. But he's just kind of like nobody knows what you do, just (laughs) (laughs) but. Yeah, and it's and it's nice because I now get to work with my brother, so it's kind of nice seeing people. Because I used to never really see him because he once he moved out and he was been there for like eight years and
4: mm-hmm.
3: he's been in Orange County. and Granted, I go to I went to Disneyland like a bunch before I started working there, but it's kind of I don't know. It's it's nice being able to be around him and have this like because we are like people think we're twins because we are so inseparable as siblings, even though we're like four years apart and. We never really attended school together, other than like one, two years, kindergarten and first grade for me, and so yeah. it's it's nice being around. Even though everybody thinks we're twins and we're like eighteen, because he also looks really young, and they just they just kind of look at us like, what is happening? Because <laughs> we're also the same height, <laughs> so they're just like, and I dye my hair to match him because if I just I'm naturally blonde, so it's like if I had the blonde hair with him, they're like, Are you adopted? What is this <laughs> happening? But yeah he it's nice being around him and it's i don't know it's it's and plus when i was going to disneyland just as an annual pass holder that's where i went to like escape when i was at art center especially where it's like you're in like freak out mode because there's like all these assignments due and it's just like i need to be in an area where nobody else is an artist (laughs) (laughs) and i can just be myself and i would go there and now it's like i don't really go to the parks just as a guest that much anymore since now i work there but i think it was just being in the atmosphere of the parks is what made me just and it's especially like inspirational type stuff where it's just you see things and that it's there's so much to the park where especially disney that is the reason i am an illustrator and so i don't know it's it's funny when you talk about people who are like talking about disney movies and they're talking about the songs or just the movies in general i'm like what about the animators guys those are, like, the nine old men. And they're just like, what? Who? (laughs) And I'm just like... And I tried to, like, talk to them about, like, the history of, like, films, like Sleeping Beauty, how that was such a huge... Like, I think that was, like, one of the most expensive Disney films at the time. There's people like Ivan Earle that worked on it. Or there's people... um, Like, Mary Blair had an exhibit, exhibit, quotation marks, at at Disneyland uh, maybe a year, two years ago. And um, I was on Small World... And I was talking to my friend, I'm like, oh, there's this Mary Blair exhibit, it's really awesome, I gotta buy print, and they're like, who's Mary Blair? And I'm like, this whole ride is Mary Blair.
4: <laughs> and I'm just
3: like, okay. But it's it's just looking, because people who are big names for illustration, like, you look at the roots of Disney, and like mm-hmm. a lot of them are part of that. And so it's kind of like this full circle where I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to escape from this crazy art world because you're still in Disney. And it's just... I don't know. It's it's it all makes sense to me. Even though some people think like, oh, she has to be, she has to work at Disneyland now. I'm just like, it's fun. Like, I don't know. People are nice to me. I like. It it also helps me talk to strangers better because. There was a point where I was just like, oh, God, a stranger.
4: i go over there. <laughs> stranger danger.
3: Yeah, stranger danger, exactly. But now it's like when people outside of Disneyland, like I'll be at the grocery store and someone's like, excuse me. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, I just want you to move. I'm just like, oh, OK. Because I'm so used to now people like asking me questions and like having to like learn how to talk to people appropriately or like point because at Disneyland you can't point with one finger you have to point with like two fingers or your whole hand and so now I'm like pointing like this everywhere can you point with a
2: thumb <laughs> yeah. that's
4: I don't my know. favorite way to point <laughs> it's right of a that way. <laughs> I
3: don't know like maybe that because they don't want to offend anybody so right. you have people from different countries it's especially like during the holidays it's just like crazy but and it, I haven't had anybody with a different, like a different accent or language, come up to me just yet. But it's mm. just like I'm waiting for that day. But it's it's kind of interesting just how many people go to this park and spend so much money, <laughs> especially being custodial, because you see stuff all over the ground that you're like, yeah, you just spent eleven bucks on that popcorn. Why don't you spill half of it on the ground? <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I'll just throw it away for you. <laughs> but or it's like you're in the back and you're going through um the recyclables where it's there's. Sodas. I have two sips taken out of them and thrown away, and I'm like, "This was like four <laughs> 50 <I'm> like, <laughs> <sighs> like it's it's kind of interesting just learning. Or like there'll be um, like the souvenir buckets, and people just throw them away. I'm like, "Wasn't this like seventeen bucks? You just threw it away?" <laughs> I'm like there's like that frugal part of my mind that's like, and I never really buy the the like souvenirs or popcorn or anything when I'm there, because I'm just like, "That is so much money." I if I I mean it's not a lot of money, but it's just like it adds up. 'Cause like I'll go with friends where like with Brit we'll we'll get maybe a bread bowl or something or, like a coffee. Mm-hmm. Then there's some people I know where it's like we'll go and we'll get coffee, get a bread bowl, we'll get a churro, we'll get ice cream and I'm like, oh, I am so poor now <laughs> like, this park. You just but, broke
2: even yeah. when it comes to driving here now. I know.
3: <laughs> and then there's also um You go in the stores and there's these things that they have called vinyl mations where I'm just like it's like the crack of Disneyland for me because I'm like oh just buy one I need
4: to buy them all
3: because they had Muppet ones that I was just like I need to have all of them (laughs) I know Muppet vinyl mations I don't know if they still have they're like little Mickey Mouse figurines that have like characters put on to them and they have like Disney movie one like it's. They have so many, and it's so hazardous for my wallet, because <laughs> especially because you can't see which one you get. So when you open it, that's when you're like, "Oh, okay." And like my brother saw the worst moment where it's like one of those realizations, like I need to cool it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I bought, they had these like Disney classic films, and um, I bought them, and I got, I got two, but one had like a double one on top that had Simba, and I was like, I must have this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one had Peter Pan, and then one had. I can't remember the other one had and that one, no I bought it was Peter Pan and it was Simba then I bought a Muppet one and the Muppet one I already had and it was Rolf the dog and at first I was like Pff, and I just gave it to my brother I'm like I already have it I want to just take it but then I saw <laughs> that you can trade them which is really bad, because I yeah. saw in the glass case, there was Dodger from Oliver and Company, and I was like, shut the front door, and I like, grabbed <laughs> Rolf, and like threw it, like, "Give me it!" And my brother's like, that didn't last long, like, that was mine, and I'm like, I needed it. Shut the front door, you have been hanging out in a in town. <laughs> so it's, it gets bad. <laughs> my brother was just like, this is when you need to know to calm down a bit,
2: i like, Mm-hmm. One thing but, I'm curious about in your in your Disney in your daily Disney um, mm-hmm. attendance is how often do you see grown ass men in Joy Division t shirts?
3: Oh, like the Mickey Mouse Joy Division shirts? Oh, oh there's okay. that one now. Yeah. Which is
2: like a really... See, it's <laughs> almost like... It's almost not inappropriate anymore.
3: Because like. they like quickly like discontinued that shirt because I think they realized like what it was. And I don't know was, that one. Yeah, it was out and I remember seeing it and I'm just like, Joy Division? Mickey Mouse? I must have this. And then I was with Brit and she was like, I need to get that shirt and they're like, oh, we discontinued it. And it's just like, that was very short that you... Could. But I, I see a lot of... Because <laughs> so I would always see
2: them. Because my, my um, really quickly,
0: just oh, to, for sure. the the uninitiated, uh, yeah. there's a famous Joy Division album cover, and somebody, I guess, if the Disney in the Disney company mm-hmm. put on a T-shirt that was uh that cover. It's like this: it's black drawing with like white, yeah, uh, kind lines. of white lines, yeah, and just you know put it in the shape of a you know this mickey is, head. yeah mickey head oh, okay yeah. so that was out for a while but not long I was yeah.
3: initiated
1: but now I
0: am now,
3: you're, you're now it's <laughs> apparently like worth a lot on eBay hmm. and but I have it but it fits so awkwardly that I never <laughs> wear it it's like the collar is too big but the shirt's too short and you're just like this this was an impulse buy you're <laughs> just <laughs> like okay but yeah I see a lot of people though at the park where it's it's like there's a huge like alternative goth culture that loves Disneyland
2: yeah so it's, it's always so funny to me cause before the Disney
3: yeah. Joy
2: division shirt which was especially like
3: it made had, sense to me seeing it though yeah <laughs> but
2: when you would go there like my friend my friend Andy Bouch who's now single um <laughs> was working for ABC so he mm-hmm. had this pass so you can get four people in which is oh, yeah. awesome so we would go and just you know like take pictures of people crying or, or <laughs> pictures of like family uniforms which mm-hmm. are Fascinating to me. And I would always see, like, you know, some, you know, like, 30 ish guy, yeah. in, like, a Joy Division shirt. And it's like, what compelled you to wear, like, <laughs> the saddest t shirt on earth to the happiest place on earth? You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shaky Town Radio hotline at 626-66-Shake. That's 667-4253. That's the same number.
0: I'm Lindsay Doolin. Getting shaky at the town with the
4: radio. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I have some questions for you.
0: Same, kind of imposing. Yes, <laughs> these are very official questions. Oh no! <laughs> uh, favorite River Phoenix movie? Oh
3: God. Um, I would say obvious ones would be like My Own Private Idaho or Stand by Me, but I would say Dogfight is my favorite. Okay. Because it's just so not River Phoenix, and so and it's also Brendan Fraser's like film debut. For about three seconds so I really oh,
0: love wow. that. <laughs> see I, I would have guessed you would have chosen running on empty
3: that is a really good film but yeah. I think once I w- and like there's the thing called love where it's that's a mm-hmm. really good one too but it's so 90s that it's like <laughs> Trisha yearwood's in it <laughs> like, but I really like dogwood because I mean it's a dogwood dog dog fight um, <laughs> it's I don't know it, since it's he's playing a marine and it's just so off. River Phoenix, like vegan, peace loving, animal hug. And it's just right, so, right. and I just love it. Like, and he has a, he has the, uh, the marine haircut, which is just like what. But and he cusses a lot, <laughs> so it's just, it's an awesome film.
0: Okay, so sexiest vampire,
3: mm-hmm. as if
0: I don't know. I have an educated guess on this one, but
3: um, <laughs> there's a lot. Um, no, I would have to say. Probably, probably Brad Pitt an in Interview with Vampire. Okay,
0: that's a su- surprising choice. I, I thought you were gonna uh, go with uh, Team Edward. <laughs> I was gonna okay. go with, uh, Eric. I, I thought uh, Eric Vampire Eric.
3: Vampire Eric. Wait, well, I'm totally blanking. Uh,
0: True Blood Eric.
3: Oh, I don't watch True Blood. <laughs> I'm like the okay. only person in the world who doesn't watch True Blood. But yeah, okay. I know now. I know because that's Brit's favorite. <laughs> I like she it was funny because whenever I would hang out with Brit Sanders, um, she would just be like. Want to watch True Blood with me? It's like okay. And there was one time she kept trying to describe an episode, and then she's like, "Wait, this is the wrong episode." And I'm like, "Okay." But she would just watch it to show me, uh, um, Eric or Alexander Skarsgard, which I'm just like, He's, "Yeah, cool." But I mean, if it comes down to it, I think Brad Pitt because that is like one of the first vampires on screen that you, at, for me, I ever. Soft unless you count like Jim Carrey and Once Bitten or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Once bitten.
2: Yeah, I have to go. And I one. do. <laughs> but then again, I also um, I also can't count Chocula Oh okay. so, <laughs> so, yeah. True.
1: I just watched Once Bitten for the first time in like fifteen years a couple months ago because when I was a kid I like remembered that I remember watching it and thinking like, oh man, this, this movie is so sexy. <laughs> yeah. like, it's so dirty you grew up you know, like, and it oh. was it was it was about as dirty as I remember I mean I've definitely seen dirtier things in the inner yeah. but I was like was I just like overly uh, you know sensitive yeah. to this, this uh, hypersexual vampirism but she has to it's yeah. like a cougar like an older cougar yeah. vampire that has to bite like a young male virgin on his like inner thigh right? yeah and wow. it's and
3: the fact that it's Jim Carrey because like when I was growing like him like in our minds was like Ace Ventura, Mask, and then you're just like, what is this film? Yeah. <laughs> and you watch, and you're just like, am I supposed to be watching this right now? Yeah, I forgot but, it was Jim Carrey until yeah. I went back and watched it. I just remember him and like drinking age. what he thought was like like his parents I guess strained the blood from like the meat they were cooking that mm-hmm. morning for breakfast, and he like sat down, like picked it up instead of the orange juice and drank it, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I guess he's a vampire. It makes sense.
0: <laughs> Creepiest Johnny Depp character.
3: Hmm, Johnny Depp himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> creepiest Johnny Depp character. I would probably say... That's hard to think. I have to like think through the category of all those films. Because I feel like a lot of them haven't been so creepy. Because mm-hmm. it's Johnny Depp. But uh, probably What's Eating Gilbert Grape <laughs> Because okay. it's so basic of him. But then it's just so like making out with Mary Steenburgen, where you're just like, oh! <laughs> and it's, I don't know, like, and then you think about how old he was when he probably filmed that and how old Juliet Lewis was when they filmed that, but there's also films like, um, I don't know, like, I think it's creepy when I watch films where he's not playing some, like, quirky, weird character because then you're just like, am I, Where is this life? What is happening? <laughs> or like, um, what is it? Uh, the window one. I can't think of what it's called. Um, but he plays like somebody where he's like a writer, and then he kills someone and buries him in the backyard. I can't think of what it's called, but it was recent, not too recent. Maybe yeah. it's probably like, fifteen years ago. But I'm like it was totally yesterday. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know when it's it's so seeing him in like all the Tim Burton films. Like oh well, I guess Ed Wood is probably my favorite that he did. Where it's so like it's based off like his personality. He took yeah. off Ronald Reagan, which is so like. <laughs> I love it. It's so quirky and it's that's a creepy one where I'm like it's so awesome, but it's so just like hello everybody. And you're just like those aren't your teeth. <laughs> but yeah, I would I don't know. It's it's kind of a mixture of like his basic roles from like Gilbert Grape to something like Ed Wood where it's something where he's not a pirate or yeah. he's not I don't know. But then I think of like the creepiest weird role is probably the Mad Hatter because I'm like <laughs>
0: yeah that dance
3: at the end yeah and it's the whole look of him <laughs> I
2: found looking at him in uh, as Willy Wonka very unsettled oh yeah
3: that's, that's definitely one where you're just like and it's so CGI'd his face it's mm-hmm. so like no pores on his face in that film <laughs> I don't yeah, it's like now thinking about it I'm like there's a, there's a lot but there's some where it's just like Edward Scissorhands where I don't find it creepy. That was for a long time the only movie I found him attractive in because <laughs> like when I was a teenager I never understood why people thought he was attractive. I was just like so signed up like old ladies like him. <laughs> I was just like whatever. And then I saw like the Pirates films and then like I started started like really seeing more of his films and I'm like, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> I get it. But yeah, thinking of like his older. Or then I actually saw a clip from 21 Jump Street, the movie. Yeah. That was kind of creepy because of just how he was acting as that character like years later. And he was just like, hey, I got a tattoo on this, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh, it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> you're just like, but I don't know. Like, then you think of like Fear and Loathing where it's just so Johnny Depp to me. Like, it's, it, it's just so humorous, like, because I think you just was really good friends with Hunter S. Thompson, so it's just... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, that's the creepiest role he's ever been I'm like, every single one.
0: Bob Schreiner gave me a copy of Fear and Loathing Las Vegas in 1997 when I was yeah. recovering from a knee surgery. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Remember that? Happy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most poignant 80s teen movie. Hmm. Not necessarily the best, not yeah. necessarily the funniest or the your favorite <laughs> actor, but but the most tear-jerking
3: tear-jerking i have to think because there's um mm, i would have to say it's for girls it would be heathers for boys would be stamped by me not because of the river phoenix thing but and it's i don't know it's i mean both work for either gender i'm just (laughs) saying like um
0: heathers really
3: i don't know like there's something about that movie where it's just they're just such Pitches in that movie, and I love it. And it's just Christian Slater's in it. And, and I don't know, it's like you see films like John Hughes films where it's so Breakfast Club, Molly Ringwald filled, and it's just they're so relatable in a sense where you're just like, Yeah, I'm different. And yeah, Blaine, people named Blaine, everybody needs a ducky. And it's just, <laughs> but it's like at the end of the day, you're just like, Well, oh, that's just kind of like this version of the 80s, but I mean. I when I first time I saw Heather's though I was just like this is what's happening what's
4: happening
3: <laughs> and um trying to think of like cause I love eighties teen movies but it's just so like I'm trying to think cause there's so many it's like when pff, someone asks your favorite band and you totally forget yeah. <laughs> yeah I like no music and you're just like <laughs> I don't know but I don't know like then I recently watched Weird Science where it was just. I didn't like for the first time but it's like when I work I watch movies and that was one where I put it on because I got it in a combo pack with Breakfast Club mm-hmm. and 16 mm-hmm. Candles and I'm just like this movie oh, is great. so
4: <laughs> oh my
3: god where Michael Ian Black and uh, Michael Ian Black totally different person <laughs> um Anthony Michael Hall <laughs> the, the state would have been
0: totally different with <laughs>
3: Anthony yeah. Michael yeah. Hall oh I felt... yeah <laughs> Those three name people. Anyone it's like th- with three names and
1: one of them is Michael. You're like, <laughs> any of those people. Anyone with a
3: Michael. Or um, it's like when it gets to the 90s, or it's, it's like Sarah Jessica Geller. <laughs> You're just like, every name is just like this three name thing. But uh, Rachel the what?
4: <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, like, probably, I would probably say Heather's, because that's just one where it's just so. You have Shannon Doherty, you have another writer, and it's. Christian Slater though he's like his his acting is so like I want to be Jack Nicholson <laughs> and you're just like yes no but yes and it's I don't know I just remember watching that and I remember watching it with like one of my parents and they're like this is the stupidest movie and <laughs> I'm just like it's so good though <laughs> but yeah i Tr- Lost Boys that's definitely yeah that one like I quote that a lot to <laughs> and it's just especially when I'm eating Chinese food I'm like they're maggots <laughs> and they're just like what and I'm like Ugh. Or it's just, and plus I love Corey Haim and I was like so sad when he died. And so yeah. that movie, it's just, or like, um I know, mean, a child in the 90s, there was a Beanie Babies and there was a um, husky Beanie Baby called Nanook, which is the name of the dog in right. <laughs> Lost Boys. And I was like, did they name it after that? <laughs> Probably not. But still, like, that was I like, yeah, it's definitely where it's like, well, I, I always think they had some sort of sense of humor in the Be- Beanie Babies because there was a, A koala named Mel. He's from Australia. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, really? Or there was a walrus named Paul. (laughs) But, yeah, it's definitely... Maybe Heathers are Lost Boys because those have, like, so many people that I really just love. Like, you see Kiefer Sutherland, you're just, like, bleach blonde hair in the 80s. (laughs) Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. The Corey's, like... Uh, like I've seen Corey Feldman at a show once and he performed when he was had an album <laughs> it was so oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yep Bob will tell that story but you go first Yes,
3: but it was so like cause it was for some like a local band and he comes out and we're like holy crap it's Corey Feldman <laughs> it's just so like it's for my album
2: former child star you're just
3: like oh that was the name of his album I believe that's yeah
2: Asian band put that out yeah oh yeah yeah. Just <laughs> did, did you want to tell good the, on them? the Corey Feldman at the Green Room story? Yeah, well that, it was because I was working at a record store at the time mm-hmm. and an and Asian man yeah. put out this fucking Corey Feldman record. It's like <laughs> this has got to be like there's no way it won't be the equivalent of driving by a train wreck and seeing <laughs> foot sticking out of a cover. <sighs> and I need to see it. Hear it. So we, get, we order, like, yes, definitely want that. Bring yeah. us that. So I remember getting it and listening to it in the store, and it's just, it's like, oh, someone broke into my brain, <laughs> discovered what would be the most fucked up thing for Corey Feldman to do musically, and recorded it <laughs> with Corey Feldman's permission. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we saw he was coming to this uh, bar in, in the neighborhood, We got a bunch of, like, poster board and markers and invited, like, five or six other people to just make really crudely drawn posters of different depictions of different movies and things that he had done, so... um, And we just... You know, the club let him just bring this in, so as we were like holding them up, and you know, we we did Teddy Rock Spin oh, and yeah. Ninja Turtles, and you know we basically we did. I think we got his entire discography covered. Oh yeah, and you know, all of these sides, <laughs> and he was really stoked about it. He's like, man, I remember going man, you guys even got Teddy Rock Spin. <laughs> he was really into it, and and it was like there was definitely that sense of like we're not into you in that way. Yeah, like, like, we ended up giving him the signs, and he was really stoked. But there's this sort of sense of it as, like, we're not totally stoked on you in the way that most people are for, like, celebrity types. Yeah. And we're also not doing this in the sort of, like, savagery that you might expect a bunch of people that, like, fucking look like us. Oh, but, um, yeah. So there's definitely, like, it, it, it walked a fine line of, like, Fucking with you, with you, <laughs> which is which is rare to to be able to pull off with anyone, but especially charming to pull off with Corey Feldman. <laughs> it's a really great sport, so yeah. hats off.
3: And it was so random when he came out because it was like this local Orange County band, and they're just like Corey yeah, Feldman. Yeah, they were all like, like <laughs> studio, like okay, groups, like, and they weren't
2: like they were like, man, I I really loved
3: because like my brother and I are like why is the guy from Goonies, like, on stage? But, yeah, that's definitely somewhere where you're just like, I have seen, like, it's just something in your life where you're just like, I have seen Corey (laughs) Feldman in person on stage. Yeah. It's like the random moment I saw Kanye West on accident. (laughs) Where you're just like, I didn't want it to happen, but it did.
0: (laughs) You know, I know people hate I almost stories, but I think this one's worth telling because I almost proposed to a girl that night uh, I coinc- was going to coincide it with the Corey Feldman show <laughs> and pondered, pondered like incorporating his appearance, like maybe having him help me propose to her on stage. Oh, wow. Really
1: should have.
3: Whether or not you actually wanted to marry her, I mean, you could have always called it off later. <laughs> I just wanted Corey Feldman to be a part of this. Yeah like, I remember, like, before Corey Haim died, like, his website, because he was an artist and he had paintings, and he would, like, on their show, the two Coreys that I watched, <laughs> I was, like, the only person I felt like, and, um, they would show him at Blick, and I'm like, what Blake is he shopping at? I need to find this store and meet Corey Haim. <laughs> I was, like, at least, Corey, I just want to see them driving together, I just want to, something, because those two people, like, I remember I had an I Heart Corey sticker when I was in high school, and people were like, who? And I'm just like, it's Corey I remember when I bought it the girl's like do you really and I'm like I do just, <laughs> so
4: just
2: don't question it's like yeah don't question me you're selling this <laughs> yeah I hear the people with go, the sticker go forage if yeah you're
3: so fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that definitely be someone where it's like there's like big stars where people freak out but if it's somebody like Corey Feldman or or um like even if it was cute. like I always joke if I ever met celebrities like I would be the whore, like the worst person the horrible person that would like quote something from their past they're like don't like Jake Gyllenhaal, like the movie Bubble Boy, I would quote that movie and be like, "Do you have Avigdala?" And he'd be like, "Oh God, no." And like please, or like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and like doing um Angels in the Outfield, like waving thing. I'm just I would be the worst because they'd be like, you know, I, I do know your worst films in your film canon, and I will I will bring them out to you. And I think um in Goonies um oh my God is uh, Josh. Berlin. Ken, yeah. yeah. Josh Berlin, like, he hates being, talk- like, talking about the Goonies. Like oh, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because people ask him about it. He's like, I'm not talking about that. And I'm like, but that is, like, one of your, But really? No. It's like Martha <laughs> Plimpton refusing to talk about anything from the 80s. It's like, that's what built <laughs> you. But see, Martha Plimpton would be somebody I would probably freak out if I met. But people would be like, who, what? And I'm like,
4: and she dated River Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's
3: true. Yeah, there's definitely those people where it's like and then I always joke like I can never be friends with Joaquin Phoenix because he, he I would just fear the day he finds my River Phoenix Shrine and I'm just like don't go behind that curtain it's yeah, <laughs> <like, yeah>. no <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Allison, yes. thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming out all the way from Rancho Cucamonga.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I feel like we've only just at the tip of the iceberg, so yeah. I hope you'll come back sometime. Oh, yeah, definitely. Any, anytime, you're welcome. Um, you can, again, uh, the next event that I know of that you mm-hmm. have booked is Claremont Z-Fest. Yeah. Um, so come talk to Allison and I there. Um, and uh, But, yeah, and check out the, her site, which is at A-L-L-I-S-O-N. K r u m w e i d e i e d e. What did I say? E i. Mm. Man, I yeah. messed up again. W i e d e. We'll have a link to it on shakeitdownradio.com. Yeah. A <laughs>
3: link. I'm sorry, it's so long. Yeah. In German.
0: <laughs> oh, I forgot. No, wait. One yeah. more. Yes. Fuck Mary, kill Alf, E t Mac, and me.
3: Uh. <laughs> Fuck Mary. Uh, wait, Alf. I would say, kill Mac and me. I think that was a, a yeah. good <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you might regret that. <laughs> <laughs> Mary 18th Bucky, Alf, because Alf <laughs> <laughs> speaks English, but he hates cats. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't think that would um, be. Yeah. Wait, wait. So why wouldn't we? Why, why not marry Alf?
3: Why not marry Alf? Because... Or no, yeah, you said... That. Yeah, I would marry E.T. Because he can heal and he's so nice. Yeah. And, um... But Alf is just... I don't know. <laughs> it's, plus they're making a movie of Alf. a CG. It's live action, but he's CG. That's odd. And I'm just like, I just can't commit to that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just it's hard, to,
2: it's hard to wrap my head around. One thing I have to throw in here before we wrap up. <laughs> you mentioned E.T. so much today. Yeah. Um... And I don't think prohibitively, <laughs> thus, here I go. But I recently was at the Lavendaria,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and E.T. was playing. And it was kind of amazing watching all of my fellow patrons watching E.T. Because <laughs> it was a very, you know, it was subtitled, and it was very Spanish-speaking <laughs> audience. <so laughs> was the symmetry Crazy of, yeah, aspect, it was y'all. like, this, yeah. just watching all of these people, you know, very, like... Eyes wide open, mouth—the suspense was palpable. It was like, "Oh, the symmetry is too <laughs> fucking much." And
3: it's crazy when you meet people who have never seen the movie, and you're just like, I "Thought that was like a part of growing up—is you just watched ET? Yeah, like Rio have in 1984. Yeah, is that, <laughs> would that and every be every year
1: after ET? Yama ame casa.
2: <laughs> See. <laughs>
1: I, I kind of now want to put that on a t-shirt. I'm going to order it <laughs> custom from, from
2: Alice. Yeah, that's, that's right. yeah, going to be
3: a new
1: product. As soon as, soon as I verify my grammar. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully,
2: hopefully that won't be co-opted by the Minutemen.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. We've had fun. Thank you so much, Allison. Oh, thank you. Until next time, I am Brody, Jessica, Michael, Foster, Hubbard.
2: I'm Libby Ward. Uh, I'm Bob Schreiner. And I'm Allison Crumlin. <laughs>
3: and what else am I supposed to say <laughs> thank warm. you for coming to this radio station <laughs> I'm <like>, gonna <laughs> keep doing this like, Brody, Brody's just
0: oh wait two
4: fingers
3: <laughs> or <gonna keep laughs> oh,
1: the horn or the thumbs up
3: and uh, if you're at Disneyland just gonna say hi <laughs> there
4: you go.